Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's Rutherford Issues, our topic is Rutherford County Schools, and in particular, the uh, Rutherford County School Board, and Frances Rosales joins us today. She is... One of the newest school board members uh, representing Zone 7, and uh, we're going to get into a little bit of what Zone 7 means and county commission districts 14, 19, 20, and and all that, but uh, uh, good to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. It's uh, been a whirlwind, I guess, uh, being on the school board and uh, newly elected, and it's just maybe uh, drinking from a fire hose right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lovely way to put it together, drinking from our uh, fire hose. But yes, I am new, newly elected. Um, we've since the board started with the new board, we've really taken ground and running, and we've started tackling some really strong issues that are impacting not just my uh, zone, but the whole county in itself, mm-hmm. which has to do with the growth. Um, there's some hard decisions the board members, each one of us, will have to make, and really look into what's best for the county and overall for our our kids and and everyone involved now you mentioned in your zone and your zone includes uh county commission districts 14 19 and 20 and just to kind of give a general idea you've got the fast-growing seagull area you have the booming blackman area i mean you probably have the fastest growing area in our county in your zone i do um and literally where i live which is the number 19 county commission 19 which is really the the heart and the center of blackman area just going down florence road there's developments happening right now so you're absolutely correct it is one of the five fastest growing there because we have a lot of land and that's where really a prime opportunity for new housing development or even uh, commercial building properties as well. Despite being elected as the Zone 7 school board member, once you're on the school board, you really represent every Rutherford County school, every child, every um, you know teacher, support staff, and all. I do. You're right. I do represent everyone. And what some people may not know, and which I'm going to disclose now, is that because I do represent everyone, I think it's really important for board members to understand how the school system works. So I know you've heard about the teacher shortage. Right. And that is impacting not only the county, but also the Music City, Murfreesboro City Schools. And so I have stepped up and started taking and substituting in the classrooms so that I can have a more in-look, in-depth look of how everything functions. And it's eye-opening for me. It's opened my eyes to a lot of things and how everything is juggled, managed by the teachers, um, the, t- the kids um, with their needs. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, and so it gives a good perspective for me. And I believe it will for every school board member if they spend some time mm-hmm. in the system and, um, and seeing how everything, all the pieces to the, to the puzzle connects with one another. Sure. It's a lot of work. Uh, I can only imagine. And our teachers, I have to say this, but our teachers are really our, our heroes. They they take on a lot. They have a lot on their plates. And the principals as well trying to manage everything. Um, the way we teach today is very different than the way that we taught when I was in school. 
there's a lot more, there's new challenges that the schools are facing that I don't believe whether you're in the 80s or even the early 90s when I was going to school in the public school system or even in private schools. So, um, so I, 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 if I had a magic band wand, mm-hmm. I will really encourage our board members to step into the classroom and volunteer for a day. Yeah, and, and see what that's like. I want to touch more on that and, and your experiences in, in that in just a, just a second. But at some point, you decided, I want to run for school board. What was that reason for you? I've got this question a lot. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Especially during campaigning. Um, I even... Uh, had an, there was an article written about it and I talked about it. So in a nutshell, what really led me to, and drove me happened with COVID. I already had at that point entertained the idea of running, but being a mother with four kids, uh, a baby at five months old and a child who desperately needed help and who didn't, um, could learn on his own independently, there were some decisions that were made because of COVID. I understand that COVID was new for everyone. There was a lot of hard decisions to be made, um, but some of those decisions really impacted the way we conducted and ran our household because our child decided to, we left it up to him. He's a little bit older, so we wanted to give him a little bit more autonomy of making decisions. And he wanted to stay home and do distant learning. And we supported him with that. But the way it was presented to us versus the actual execution and the reality of it was not at all how it was. And so that really started, forced me to look into who's making decisions out of the school board level and at the time there was really only one person that had a child still in the system and so I thought you know I think it's good if there were more um, parents involved who have children in the system so that when decisions are made uh, they're really taking into consideration how that impacts the family and that's that really started the whole thing for me and and I'm sure now after making that decision campaigning winning election and now serving on the school board there are things that even a candidate can't anticipate that this job entails uh, as a school board member. Absolutely. Um, I know it's a job that I will be available, but it's really is it's becoming a 24 hour type of job uh, because even though you only see board members conducting meetings for what, two hours every other day, twice a month, we really are doing a lot of work before we get to the board meeting. We're handling, answering emails, taking phone calls, talking to people. So there's a lot of work in behind the scenes before we get to the board meetings. And so it's becoming a full-time, more than a full-time job, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are, you, you mentioned we're facing a lot of challenges, growth being one of those. You talked about COVID. Uh, There's a lot being made about learning loss. There was a a national study that was done that that showed, um, you know, math, reading, really our our kids across the country uh, during COVID really suffered and and are behind. And it's going to take some parents help to help with that and and get our kids back up to grade level. So but that's just uh, scratching the surface of 
what it uh, what Rutherford County the challenges for Rutherford County Schools. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, COVID really did set us back, and there's data data now that proves that. And um, I don't think people anticipated how much it was yeah. going to um, set us back. And even right now. Um, like I said, I've been in the classrooms, but I've only been in the first grade. So I haven't been in the grades where the kids that were impacted by that, if they were in kindergarten, first, second, now they'll be in third grade. Mm -hmm. But I cannot imagine um, a teacher that has, I don't know, maybe 20 kids in the classroom and each child is different. Not one child is the same. They have different learning, learning abilities in the way that they learn. Um, and trying to catch them up, that's going to be a very hard challenge to do because it's hard for one person to meet every single child where they are at. And you're absolutely right. Parents will have to come up along the side with the, um, the teacher. But also, I, there are parents that may not be able to afford to bring their child to come up. They want to, right? Because sure. they care about the children. But maybe they don't have the resources, meaning the financial aspect of it, the money to afford tutors or outside help or, you know, it's just, just a lot of variables to consider. Um, and how do we mitigate that? And, uh, you know, we're basically talking about that third grade, fourth grade. Mm -hmm. uh, th those two grades especially were impacted because they were so young and distance learning and, and now to be on grade level, they're, they're honestly behind. And so that's the challenge for the teachers to not only try to get them to grade level, but to bring them up to grade level, the majority of the students. And that's, that's gotta be tough. It is. It's, it's going to be tough, um, at the school level, especially in the classroom setting where you only have so many hours per day. Um, everything, every hour is actually scheduled. There's something happened. It, there's never a dull moment and it's fast tracked. And so to catch up kids on a schedule where it's one thing after the other, um, that's going to be the biggest challenge is how to balance the schedule in trying to meet the standards that the, the state requires because now there's standards and some of the state standards is a law. Um, that is the, the challenge in itself. Um, I will say that um, you're kind of hitting a little bit on the third grade law. Um, I have met with um, the chairman of our education for the state level. To, and I brought up um, other representatives along with uh, with with uh, with Mark White and um, and and Mike Sparks, and we toured schools. And this happened um, two months ago. We toured schools and kind of have for the, for them to kind of have an open and honest discussion to talk about to for them to see firsthand a school that has a lot of kids that are disadvantaged and how this new law will impact that because they're already disadvantaged. And to talk about solutions to hopefully amend some parts of the law to make it a little bit more fair, fair for kids that are really um, at a disadvantage and kind of help parents so they don't feel like they're just getting this gotcha thing type of deal where their kids are in third grade, they're not on par, and oh my goodness, if they don't pass, 
by the end of third grade based on the standardized test, they're having to look into either being held back or they got to go to summer school or they've got to make a promissory note, which is what I would like to call it, to say that in fourth grade they will get more um, reading, to more help in that sense. So um, it was a good meeting, I will say, between the um, representatives and even with a school board member. And I, I, I don't, and I want to include that the board members in Rutherford County were there as lo- along with um, Dr. Sullivan. Um, and Jim, and also um, Jim Evans. It was a great meeting. It was very conductive. We have a we had a great conversation, and I really am um, optimistic that some good things will come out of it to help mitigate that and help parents and help teachers in trying to support the law, but that it bring fairness for our kids as I'm well. Sh- I'm sure it's something the uh, state legislature will will begin to take up in uh, January when they come into session. I believe it's going to be something that they will take up because it's something that's been in a lot of people's mind, not only the parents, but also our legislators as well. Um, they want to help our kids and we want to be on track and, and we want to be seen as a state that is elevating education. So it's something that they're committed to. And I really believe I really do believe that. Well, um, I want to thank you for being here. I, I do want to make sure that folks know that if, uh, you know, talk to your child's teacher, principals, the school board members are willing to help, but it, it really starts at that that school level and uh, everybody wants to help each child. And sometimes it takes a phone call or a conversation or an email with your uh, child's teacher just to uh, communicate, and that that's uh, that's one of the biggest things. Good to meet you. Anytime we can do anything to help, uh, let us know. We're we're all about Rutherford County Schools and uh, the fifty thousand kids or what out and whatnot that are in our system. Fifty one thousand now. Fifty one thousand <laughs> that are in our system. Thank you again so much. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this today. That is Frances Rosales joining us. She is a school board member for Zone 7. That's in the Seagull and Blackman areas, two of the fastest growing here in really the country, to be honest with you. If you missed part of the show, you can check out the podcast at WGNSRadio.com. Just look for Rutherford Issues.